1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And the driving jam time! And the Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal entry law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com come back pattern caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice. KMOX.
3: Tom Ackerman with you. Great to catch up with Mike Schilt last hour. John Mosaylock at 1130. Cardinal Baseball at 110 against the Brewers. Cardinals two and a half games out in this wild card race. Until then, we talk some golf. The Garage Happy Hour back and running this fall. And on Thursday, I had a chance a week before the start to talk to Nick Ragone of the Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson at Norwood Hills Country Club and two of the best ever from this area, Jay Williamson and Jay Delsing.
4: You know, uh, Tom, when we created the tournament, they said, in order to have a champion's tour event, you need to have three J's from the state of the Missouri in the field, and we're like, we got Jay Haas. Thankfully, we had Delsing and Williamson. We're the only tournament with three J's from Missouri in the field.
3: Yeah, that could be a first uh, ever, right?
4: I mean... I think it is, probably. Have you guys... Uh, Jay Haas didn't play in Canada with you guys, did he?
5: I don't think he did. You know, I I... No, he did not play.
4: So this is the first tournament ever with three J's from Missouri. So we set a record already.
3: Yeah, we'd have to get Dan Reardon to break that one down. I bet you Dan Reardon's got that one somewhere (laughs) in his his archives. He's
5: got the statistics on – yeah, he's got the statistics on that
3: one. Oh, yeah, I guarantee you Dan Reardon's all over it. Um, It's great to have you guys on. We have a tremendous event coming. And, Nick, I'll start with you just to paint the picture here. So, Uh, The Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson is a PGA Tour Champions event here in St. Louis, Norwood Hills Country Club, September 6th through the 12th. The main competition is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I know, Nick, that you have a lot lined up here starting on Labor Day, don't you?
4: Yeah, I mean, Labor Day, it's a great spot in the calendar. A, we have no PGA Tour event that week. So we're the only pro golf in North America, which is one of two weeks of the year. So thank you to the PGA Tour champions for that. The weather's going to be perfect. I've already been checking it every day. And so on Tuesday, we have a pro-am. Wednesday, we have a pro-am. And Thursday, we have a pro-am. We're the only Champions Tour event this year with three days of pro-am. So that's because there was so much demand. We created an action day. And then we're doing a kids' clinic Thursday afternoon that Accenture is sponsoring, which we're thankful for. And then Friday starts the action. We got both of our Jays in the field. We have one of the strongest fields of the year. I think 18 of the top 20 on the money list. We got... Ernie Els, Shurek, Davis, Love the third, v- VJ Bernard. I mean, all the top players, and it's and then we got Nicholas and Watson on Saturday. It's probably one of the last times they'll re, they'll sort of uh, you know be dueling again. They're going to relive some of their great uh, uh, competitions with Aussie and Barubi playing for charity, and so uh, it's going to be a special week.
3: I bet it is, and I'll tell you what, uh, Nick, when uh, you all set me up with Jack Nicholas and Tom Watson. Uh, It was pretty special to be able to talk to them. We're going to play those interviews back on X again before we get to the tournament. But, and I, and I've talked to Tom Watson before, and it's incredibly special to be able to, to spend time with him. And I got to tell you, you know, in my life, the only time I'd ever seen Jack Nicholas was going by on a golf cart at an event, or maybe for like 10 seconds, I happened to be where he was. I don't get that starstruck anymore after doing this for a long time. And when they, put me in front of him i was like "Uh, uh, hi (laughs) i don't know what to say i mean here's the greatest to ever do it uh it's pretty remarkable when you have someone like that make a commitment nick
4: yeah it is it's um you know like i said jack is probably 81 or 82 he doesn't as j and j know he doesn't play a lot anymore and for him and tom to come out here a just shows their commitment to the game and b they both of all the special fondness for St. Louis. Tom Watson met his famed caddy, Bruce Edwards, at Norwood in 1974. Uh, and Jack has played here since 1960. He was at, uh, I think, St. Louis Country Club for the U.S. Amateur, which he lost in the finals. He obviously played the Open in 65 and the PJ in 92. And so uh it was really remarkable that both of them said, we want to be a part of this. And Of course, with Hale Irwin, who has spent much of his career here in St. Louis and to have Three truly iconic, the greatest of all time, and two legends of the game, Hale and Tom, be a part of this. Um, I'm not sure many events could say in their inaugural event they had uh, Jack and Tom uh, playing again in a competitive match. Even though they don't play much anymore, they're still competitive. And uh, it's going to be that Saturday, which is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And we're doing a a sort of commemorative ceremony in the morning to honor the victims of 9-11. It's going to be a special Saturday altogether.
3: Yeah, it's going to be pretty amazing, and you do have Ozzie Smith and Craig Baruby participating uh, with those guys playing. And Jay Delsing, let me start with you. What was your reaction to learning that you were going to be participating in this event?
6: You know, Tom, I've, I've said, told this story a couple of times, but it's still hard not to grin. I mean, you know, I grew up caddying at Norwood, and... Um, to be able to play an event in front of, on that course that I grew up on, in front of my family, in front of so many people I know and love. Uh, after years and years and years of traveling around and chasing my ball through the woods and wherever else I hit it, it it's um, it's just phenomenal. To be part of the Ascension team, you know, Jay Williamson and I are part of the Ascension ambassadors. It's um, I'm proud of the, the, the work that this team has done to engage the community like it is. We all know what great um, corporate citizens we have in St. Louis. But, man, I'll tell you what, every, every single guy in the Champions Tour field going to know it this week when they come out and see all the skyboxes and cabanas and the golf course in great shape. And it's, uh, it, you know, St. Louis is just going to represent St. Louis so well. I grew up in the North County area. Ascension last year donated money to these three charities in North County without even having a, a shot struck because of COVID, and no one's ever done that in the history of the PGA Tour. So we got a great title sponsor. The course is going to be great. I'm excited to be in the field, man. I, I'm, I'm really excited.
3: Jay Williamson, you know how special it is to play in St. Louis, and those folks will be ready, won't they? This is going to be some, some scene over there.
5: Yeah, I think it really Uh, It will be. I've said for a couple weeks now, actually a couple months, I think this is the type of event that that people really don't, in this community, they don't understand. And ironically, it's what Jay Delsing and I have been trying to, or we've been wishing for, for many years, is to have an annual event in St. Louis at a golf course that that we know, where we can actually sleep on our own bed, and try to make a living that week and compete against the best players in the world i remember um, i remember when nick and i went to a concert with our wives nick this was three years ago this is pre-pandemic this is before a lot of the lot of things have changed
4: it was it was john mayer and, i
5: believe yeah it was john mayer at, at enterprise and i remember you know, my wife was like, yeah, this, this is the guy that wants to have a, 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 a golf tournament here, a professional golf tournament. I think it's going to be a, you know, I don't know. I, I don't we don't need to get into that. And I'm like, really? Does, does he realize how difficult that is? Does he realize that there's no way that that's ever going to happen? Does he realize that that's something that we've all, you know, kind of wondered and, and hoped for for 25, 30 years? There's there's no way that that can happen
4: here. It's a good thing and I didn't know any hole, of that because I, I wouldn't have even yeah. attempted it.
5: <laughs> yeah, lo and behold, it's going to happen next week. I mean, it's it's it's, it's, it's remarkable. I mean, it it truly is remarkable.
3: Yeah, it is amazing, isn't it, Nick? And and you felt that response uh, ever since this became official. And at the same time, lots of admiration and respect for all of you because you've had to navigate through a pandemic.
4: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I remember that concert. It was about three years ago. It was the first time I had met Jay. You know, I obviously knew who he was, and. I remember watching the playoff, not to bring up old memories, in Hartford that you nearly oh won. Oh, you just ruined man. my day again.
5: <laughs>
4: I, I, I'm a big golf nerd, and I remember that, and I knew who Jay was. And my daughter had met his son. They went to school together, and I was always like, I'd love to meet Jay. And I remember that night and saying to him, you know, my vision is to bring a tournament, but it had to be in North County. It had to be at Norwood, and it had to give back to charities, Boys and Girls Club, Urban League, and Mary Grove. I said, that's the only way I ever considered doing it. And he he was very polite about it, but sort of, you know was was definitely realistic that there's a lot of work that goes into it and to think that this time next week we will be on the eve of kicking off the tournament it's it really is hard to imagine
3: yeah it's finally here and jay you know you think about the charitable aspect of it jay delsing uh you know i think about dick shaper um you know here is a, a st louis legend in golf and someone who spent a lot of time at norwood hills and we have him to thank for the concept of throwing charity tournaments, which we continue to do throughout the area. Uh, Dick Shaper's smiling on this one.
6: Oh, gosh, Tom, there is no question. And, and, I mean, guys like like Dick that have done so much for the game and the community back way back, you know, 30, 40 years ago, um, you know, we couldn't be here without some of the efforts that those guys all put together. Tom, Tom DeGrand is another guy that's a good buddy of Dick's that's still – you know, out pushing the game and fixing hooks and slices and just loves what he's doing. And it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of folks in the town that have done, that have come before us that have really paved the way.
3: The game's in a really good place right now, Jay Williamson, isn't it? I just uh, finished recording and releasing my golf happy hour episode with Pat Maroon, which I'll have to show you. (laughs) What it shows you is that this game can be played by anybody. You can pick it up at any time. People are having fun with it, and it even gives more impact to when we see the pros get out there and make it look easy, and we know that it's not, but uh, it's a game that's being played by a lot of people. It's kind of fun right now.
5: Yeah, it really is, and it's ironic that you just said that because I, I just got off the golf course with uh, the, the rig. <laughs> and um, you you know, he's, a nine, he, he's a nine handicap. He's, he's, a, he's a nine handicap, or nine index. I mean, he's like a legit golfer. He's like, yeah, I don't want to, you know, I, I want to make sure that I post this score, so I want it to be legit. And I'm thinking to myself, did he really just say that? He really wants to post a score into the, in, the, in the gym. And I'm like, all right, you know what? That that's that's impressive. And so the fact that you just brought that up, I would I would agree with you. The game is the game is a very good spot. The game is always fragile. The game. These tournaments are always fragile, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. Even though there's an event every week, the events are fragile. And and it takes a lot of effort, as Nick and Jay and I know, uh, to, to make this happen. But, you know, who would have thought this virus, this virus would actually really, you know, enhance the game? I mean, the game has actually thrived because of this virus. And... I, in in some ways i'm like well do we even want this virus to go away obviously we do and we hope it goes away tomorrow but the the virus has actually helped people get outside and play this darn game even though it doesn't make it any easier for any of us it's um it's it's really it's it's really helped the game in, in, in a very very you know very crazy way no one could have have predicted this that's for sure no, that's
3: definitely true, and and he played well today. I would I would assume he's a good player, man, and, and a competitor. It doesn't matter. You get any uh, athlete into a situation, they might have some fun for a, a few minutes, but they, and he had a good time, I assure you. But he's trying to win.
5: Oh yeah, I mean, that, well, that's the beauty of the game. It's you know, <laughs> other than than hockey, um, where you you know you can't blame the goalie. Or you can't blame your defenseman, you know, for getting walked, Um, you know, or in baseball, you can't blame the pitcher for not throwing strikes or, you know, you don't get any foul balls. I mean, the beauty of golf is, which actually makes it more difficult as Jay and I know probably all too well, is it's, it's all about us on the golf course. And, um, And, and I think that that's what appeals to a lot of people. Uh, Nick, let's talk about Norwood
3: Hills and the beauty of it. I was out there a couple weeks ago for the Rankin-Jordan tournament, took a little look around. It looks spectacular. How is the setup, and uh, what are
4: fans going to see when they get out there? It's extraordinary. Jay and Jay have played a lot of professional golf. Uh, I think Jay Delsing, 500 tour starts. Jay Williamson, almost as many. And... This will feel like a PGA Tour event when you come out here. If you've never been to a PGA Tour event or a Champions Tour event, this will look more like a PGA Tour event. In the numbers of holes we built out, uh, we started with one hole that we were going to build out, and the tour recommended one hole. Uh, we've now built out six holes, and and we we can actually even build out more if we had uh, enough space. I mean, we 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 sort of ran out of time, but it's gonna the the viewing, the stands, the hospitality, uh, the crowd size. Frankly, I mean, it's gonna feel more like a PGA tour event and I'd love j's take on that. They've been in many PGA tour events and many champion tour events. In fact, a couple of weeks ago in Canada, and this will feel more like a PGA t- uh, event just by the size, the crowds, uh the build out, the hospitality, uh everything that goes with it. Norwood's a big piece of property, obviously 36 holes, a lot of space for, you know, we were, I was out there today now looking at where the TV towers are going, go where the, you know, where the media center is where the player hospitality is, where all the tents and VIP seating, it just, there's a buzz and electricity that takes over when you start building out a golf course. And I know Jay and Jay, when they come out here, it's one thing to play a practice around here. It's another on Friday morning when you're teeing it up for real with some of the best players in the world and you see the crowds, I'm sure they'll have butterflies in their stomach. Yeah, what
3: is that like, Jay Delsing? What makes a great tournament?
4: Oh my gosh! Well,
6: this one's got all the components for me, Tom, that I could even ask for, with just the personal touches that I mentioned before—the golf course that I've, I mean. There's no place good or bad that I haven't been in Norway. I've hit it in the swimming pool, and I think I still have the course record, which is probably <laughs> doomed, you know, with the with the dudes that are coming in town next week. But um, I, when you hit it in that uh,
2: swimming pool, have you? Oh yeah!
6: Oh yeah! <laughs> I don't think I hit the diving board, but it was headed that direction. There's a pine and I, yeah, anyway, I'll show you, but, but to, to answer your question, Tom, there's something about tournament golf that is unlike anything else. And it just, it, what runs through your body, the electricity, the anxiety, the nervousness. And then when I've had those few times when I've really, really played well, it is like such a rush. It is something that you just can't get enough of. And, um, this week, I mean, I've been excited for this thing for three months. I mean, I've been, I've been before I go to bed at night. I'm thinking about it. What that first t shirts going to be like, playing in front of so many uh people that I, I know. You know, it's one thing to play in front of even if it's fifty thousand people and you know three of them. It's another thing when you, you know, you're in front of ten thousand people and you know eight thousand of them. You know, and so. It's it's really going to be special, and I'm fired up right now. I'm nervous and anxious and ready to go right now.
3: Yeah, it's a good feeling. Jay Williamson, what's it like for you? I mean, you've seen Bell Reed electric and and at its
5: best. Oh, Jay just made me nervous. I'm going to go hit some shots right now. Just <laughs> figure this thing out. Um, I, you know what? It's it's going to be. Um, you know what? The older I get, the more I realize that it's all about opportunities and experiences right now. And and what Nick has given me and and the team uh for this for this event it, it's an opportunity of a lifetime who knows i'm i don't know how i'm going to play next week i hope i'll play well i you know i don't know how many more tee times i'm going to get on the champions tour i might never get another one but i'm going to relish this one for as long as i live and i i guarantee that i'm going to remember this one for as long as i live there were a lot of tee times i got on the regular tour where unfortunately i don't remember them anymore cuz it's been it's been a while, but I'm going to remember this one forever. And and I'll also say, <clears throat> excuse me, that the big winner next week isn't necessarily going to be Bernhard Langer, or Jay Delsing, or myself. You know that wins the first place check. I'm not even sure what it is. I don't even want to know. The big winner is going to be St. Louis and the community in the north, and and the charities and the North County community that that understands that there's a reason for us why we're there next week. And that is the big winner. And that's what a lot of people overlook when it comes to whether it's Champions Tour Golf or PJ Tour Golf. It's not necessarily the players. It's the community that wins. And, and I think that that is and always has been the focus for this event.
3: And specifically, North County, as you mentioned, Jay and Nick, that is a uh... A huge focus, of course, the organizations that are going to benefit here and the people that are going to benefit. And you're here f- for some staying power, too. It's not a, it's not yeah, a one-time we, thing. It's not
4: one and done. You know, St. Louis has a rich history of golf. Going back to Norwood, uh, the PJ in 48, uh, which Ben Hogan won, uh, the, the Ryder Cup at Old Warson, Obviously, many majors at Bell Reve, the 65 Open, the 92 PGA, uh, even St. Louis Country Club, the 60 uh, the sixty Amateur. But there's something special about North County. And I, you know, I, when I went to the PGA Tour, I really said, we're interested, but there's two conditions that are non-negotiable. One is it had to be in North County and it had to be at Norwood. It's the only c- club that could do it. And the second is all the proceeds needed to go back to the Boys and Girls Club, Urban League, and Mary Grove. It had to stay in North County for charities that really serve uh, youth or unserved communities, and it's got to be long term. And we were so blessed that early on, I reached out to Emerson and, and shared the vision. They immediately signed up and said, "Count us in." And then once Emerson was on board, board Worldwide came on, Worldwide Technology, and then the whole community rallied. We have Enterprise and Centene and Amron and all the fantastic companies that you would expect. Missouri Tourism the governor and lieutenant governor, because everybody knows as a community, we're a great golf community. We're a great community, but we're only as strong as all the pieces of that community. And we need to, this is going to be on the Golf Channel live for three days. The rest of the country is going to get to see St. Louis again. They're going to get to see North County. And we want to remind the country how special a place this is. Jay Delsing knows this. He grew up there. Jay Williamson knows it. I've been here eight years and Uh, St. Louis is one of the best kept secrets in this country and we want to showcase Missouri, St. Louis and North County for the whole country for three days live on the Golf Channel, no other professional golf and we want our charities to benefit when I told the tour we wanted to do this, they came out they visited Norwood and they said, we get it, we totally get it. And I said, I want this to be the most charitable tournament on PGA Tour champions, you know, within five years, and I think we're actually going to be the most charitable tournament maybe, maybe this year, maybe next year, but It'll be quickly. And uh, I think it's going to make a difference for the community.
3: I really do think it's the most giving city in the country. I really do. St. Louis and Jay Delsing. What's it like for you to hear that about North County and and what's going back into the community?
6: Yeah, Tom, I mean, what what Nick and Jay Willie said, I mean, uh, it's it's one of the things that I love so much about professional golf. You know, you know, I'm a sportsman. I love all sports, but this game is really special. And the fact that you know Jay Willie just finished playing with some of the blues players in the big rig, and you you had the rig on you know your your uh, your other show that crosses so many lines that you know we're not having a charity hockey game to raise money for North County. We're not having a flag football game. We're playing professional golf. Nick and the team has 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 done three proams. I mean, these are all revenue generators, and it's all things, you guys, that as, as we know, that this money is going to go straight back into the community for tremendously worthwhile things. Tom, I don't know if you know this, but the PGA Tour donates more money every year than the MLB, NFL, NBA, and NHL combined. And it's wow. because you get somebody like Ascension that jumps in here and jumps in with both feet, and they're not missing anything. You know, they've got all the bases covered. Go to the airport. There's banners all over the place. Go to every highway. There's pictures of, you know, Phil Mickelson and Fred and Ernie Els and all these other Hall of Famers. I mean, there's nothing missing. We've we've covered every base.
4: You know, we wanted to put Jay's face up on those billboards, but Jay wouldn't give us the rights. So we we had to go with Freddie. My head was was
3: big. He's a tough negotiator. The tough negotiator, that's for sure. Oh, man. Garage happy hour. Fun times with them. That's Jay Delsing, Jay Williamson, and Nick Ragone of the Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson. It's at Norwood Hills Country Club, as the guys mentioned. Tomorrow is the first day of activity over there. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three pro-ams, and then they start play on Friday. Saturday is going to be a special feature with Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson, Ozzie Smith, Craig Berube going head-to-head. And, I mean, just so much going on over there. Really proud of everybody. And, again, the money goes to benefit the kids in North County. I mean, how much better can it get And here in St. Louis? So it's exciting, no doubt about it, to have these legends of the game here in St. Louis. Weather looks amazing. Uh, just look up the Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson and get some tickets. There still are some tickets available. They're going to get some big crowds out there, and it's going to be reminiscent of the PGA Championship at 2018 in Belle Reve. Not necessarily to that level, but it is going to be pretty darn close in terms of electricity and fun out at Norwood Hills. They have done an amazing job getting it ready. It's 11.30. We're ready for John Mozeliak, Cardinals president of baseball operations, joins us next.
2: A high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Always love the chance to catch
3: up with John Moselock, the Cardinals president of baseball operations, gives us information on the team and gets us updated on how they're doing. I can update the wildcard standings, Mo. Two and a half. Two and a half is where you had it down to one and a half. Uh, but it's interesting isn't it how the 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 game of baseball goes you score fifteen runs on Friday, and yesterday a pitcher holds you to zero. It just happens and now you try to win the series today and see where you go
7: uh first off, good morning, and yeah, baseball's a funny game, right like um on any given night, anyone can win and you know, I think that the one thing that was nice to see on, on Friday night was just the offensive explosion and just look like a lot of confidence at the plate. Whereas last night it was almost like when you had a quick first inning and then you gave up a run quickly, it just, you know, all of a sudden the, the momentum was there, but I would say that, you know, Woody did a great job of, of keeping us in that game and gave us chances. Unfortunately, from an offensive standpoint, we just really never got anything going. And, uh, you know, some nights you just tip your cat and move on. But, you know, hopefully uh, today we can see a more balanced offensive approach and, and uh, hopefully put up some runs and, and walk out of there with at least a series win.
3: Yeah, I let off the show by saying the Cardinals lost 4 to nothing last night, but the Indiana football loss hurt me a lot more than that. Because baseball, you know, you just have another game tomorrow. I mean, you know, this is not college football where – uh, you have 12 games. You have 162, and so you have to pick yourself up, uh, even as uh, somebody who follows this team closely, like our great fans, uh, and try to look forward to the next one. And the, you're in this hunt. I mean, you are in it. Uh, you you had a terrific outing as you mentioned Friday, and then the loss yesterday. You go for a series win today with John Lester. Boy, I'll tell you, John Lester didn't take too long. Uh, he is looking like John Lester. Uh, who is in in a postseason race and, and one that we've seen in the past, Mo, that's what you were looking for.
7: Well, look, he's highly motivated. he um he wants to get to two hundred wins. It's something that uh, is part of his motivation for playing. And you know when you look at his success over over his career, there's no doubt he's not John Lester of what he was um, you know ten years ago, but he's still someone that. Hopefully, can give you a chance to win a game and and compete. And so, you know, we'll see what he can bring today. But you know, look, Brewers have a strong lineup. They have a, they have a strong starter going today. But that's the beauty of baseball. Um, to your point, you play every day. Um, you have to find a way to rebound quickly in this business. And hopefully, we can do that today.
3: That's right. You have Corbin Burns as your opponent today for the Brewers, and you got to pay attention to this game all the way through because something can happen that maybe you didn't anticipate, and KK, who gets hit seven times in an inning and two-thirds, gives way to Jake Woodford. Wow. I mean, Woodford with a very nice performance. I'd go so far as to say excellent, excellent performance, uh, allowing just two hits, Mo, in five and a third. That was eye-opening.
7: Yeah, I think the importance of the training deadline for us was – just adding some arms to allow guys like Woody and, and Oviedo to, to really go down and, and pitch and, and work on, on themselves. And, you know, in, in Woody's case, it was nice to see him come back to the big leagues and, and, and have real success. And the good news was he was stretched out. You know, he could have gone 100 pitches. Um, you know, clearly he kept us in the game. Um, and really what was nice to see was, you know, he was getting strikeouts, but he was also getting ground balls, and, and that was really encouraging.
3: We'll see what that means for his role moving forward. Uh, in the meantime, your pitching staff trying to get healthy here, so I, I do want you to, if you can, update us on a couple of things. Let me start with Jack Flaherty and just, you know, I'm going to probably ask you that <laughs> as much as I can uh, to see how he is progressing.
7: You know, I was down at the ballpark yesterday, Um Miller had a bullpen, and so did uh, Hicks. But, you know, right now we're still just waiting for, for Jack to be pain-free, to take that next step. And so the, what I tried to tell everybody that reaches out to me on this topic is really it's just day-to-day, and, um, you know, until we have a, a true plan in place, there's just not a whole lot to announce.
3: Yeah, I understand. Andrew Miller's getting close. Uh, as you mentioned, he was able to throw. And then uh, your other lefty, Wade LeBlanc, how's he coming along?
7: So I should have a better idea on Wade probably today, if not tomorrow. He let loose on Friday. Yesterday was a recovery day. We were just going to see how he feels now um, to get an idea of what's sort of next for him.
3: And that intriguing possibility of having Dakota Hudson pitching before the end of 2021 for the St. Louis Cardinals, how is that shaping up?
7: Well, I, I think it's becoming, you know, more of a real possibility every day. He's, he's, uh, you know, knock on wood, he's, he's, you know, having a lot of success, and more importantly, feeling, you know, strong. And so with technology today, we can look at, you know, velocities and spin rates, compare it to, you know, pre-injury, we can compare it to, you know, 2019 seasons. So, you know, basically what he's doing right now is he's equal to that if not better so you know really feel good about where he's at and you know I think you got to really thank our, our rehab coordinator and, and our, our medical staff down in Jupiter for, for really um, you know getting him to where he is because you know right now if you had if you had said to me a month ago you think we'll see him this year I probably would have said no and right now I'd say you pretty good chance you will
3: yeah it's incredible what those guys do to, to get these human beings back healthy and uh, it, doing something that is very, very difficult. It's not just pitching, but pitching at a level where you can be effective. Uh, those are two different things. And so he is uh, one of your best pitchers in your organization, Dakota Hudson. We'll see where it goes, but that is very encouraging. Uh, let me ask you also who a pitcher who has just defied the odds, and that is Adam Wainwright. Uh, and for that matter, Yadier Molina together. Just your reflection, Mo, and I, we talk about them a lot, but it came to reality on Friday. Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina started together for the 300th time. And you consider that they started together uh, for that long. And I mentioned this to Mike Schilt, their most memorable photo or I guess video moment together is that embrace after freezing Carlos Beltran. That's incredible. When he was a closer in 2006, what a run this has been.
7: Yeah. You know, like, obviously I've had a lot of time to reflect on this and, you know, I think a lot about it, but, you know, for a very high level, I would say that when you think back to the last 20 years, 20 plus years of of Cardinal baseball, just how fortunate all of us have been to A, be a part of it and and B, to watch it. And, you know, there, there, there's a lot of things that happen in sports and there's lots of ups and downs. But when you think about this, this 20 plus years with the Cardinals, you know, we really have had a lot of things to be excited about, not just from having, you know, successful seasons, not just from having success in the post season, not to mention two world championships, but to, to have players that are of iconic recognition to be, that stayed together for so long. And I think, you know, that's really a, Something I, I'm grateful that we have an ownership that that values that. I'm grateful that we've had players that value our city who want to stay here. And when you when you really take a step back and you think about how fortunate all of us have been to be a part of this, to watch it, I mean it's likely something none of us will ever see again. And you know, I always try to think about like, well, how do you replicate that? Or what what's how does that work? And to have two players that have met so much to a franchise and have never decided to leave is something that, you know, it's just so rare. And so, you know, as, as all of us look and, and, you know, get the opportunity to watch these guys play and, and think back of their careers, it's it's something that's, you know, extraordinarily special. It's extraordinarily unique and it's probably never going to happen again. And, and so for us to have been able to, to watch it, to, it's been, you know, frankly, just an honor for all of us.
3: It's well said. Sometimes you do have to take a step back and and appreciate where we are in this moment in time. And it does say a lot about them. It says a lot about you and your organization. It says a lot about the people listening. I mean, they love playing for these fans. So congratulations to all involved. It really is an amazing, amazing accomplishment. Well, it's a beautiful day. We hope folks take KMOX with them wherever they go because the Cardinals play another big game today at 110. I know John Moselock will be listening and paying attention to this one as as closely as any game this season, and we appreciate it, John, very much for the visit.
7: All right, thank you.
3: Appreciate the Cardinals president of baseball operations. I'm Tom Ackerman. We'll take a quick break and come back with more sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX.
2: There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, no one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX.
3: We're back. It is sports on a Sunday morning, and in our final moments.
1: Wilkins the rebound, Lenny gets out of trouble, brings it down to the front court to Pettit, now to Hagen, he stumbles, back to Bob, 15-footer up, no good, they scramble for the ball, it's on the court, picked up by Bob, given to Wilkins, Wilkins out to Chico Vaughn, at the foul line, one-hander, no good, but tipped in
2: by Pettit,
1: Pettit tips it in, and the Hawks have their biggest lead in the game, two points.
3: That is the voice of Buddy Bladner, the Hall of Fame broadcaster, one of the greatest to ever do it. And joining us on the line is Tim Merch with the Buddy Fund, where we have created uh, some great awareness, Tim, through the years. How are you doing?
8: I'm doing fantastic. Thanks, Tom.
3: The name Buddy Bladner, the voice of Buddy Bladner, What does that make you think of?
8: I tell you, it uh, it literally gives me goosebumps in uh, what he's done as uh, you know a, a baseball cardinal, and then going to the broadcast booth, and then uh, founding the Buddy Fund. What is the Buddy Fund, Tim? The Buddy Fund is an organization, and it's probably one of the most unique charities that um, I don't think anybody out there could could be involved in a charity where uh, every dollar we get. Uh, we can double the purchasing power. What we do is we supply sporting goods and equipment, uh, new sporting goods and equipment, for uh, over 15,000 kids in the metropolitan area through about 70 recipient organizations, such as uh, Gene Slays Girls and Boys Clubs, uh, Matthews Dickey's Boys Clubs, K-Life, Lift for Life, uh, Police Athletic Leagues, and many others.
3: Uh, It's fantastic. And you do this through various fundraisers. And one of the biggest is your sold out golf tournament. Tell us about that.
8: Yeah, it's something that uh, Buddy started back in the in the 60s, and uh, we've maintained it, and it's grown. Uh, fortunately, the great news is we're sold out. But the, the big thing is uh, is what we need is the income from the uh, sponsorships and donations. That's where we really make our money and need everybody's support, along with the auctions. So uh, we've got an online auction that will be uh, opened up online uh, very soon. And uh, it concludes uh, the evening of September 17th, which is the night of our golf tournament.
3: Yeah, the, the night of the golf tournament is a Friday night, September 17th. And when will you open it up? Do you have a, a start date for that?
8: I want to say it opens up in a week. Okay. Uh, and then uh, you can go to org. So that's buddyfund.org. Uh, go online, make a uh, sponsorship donation to help our cause, and uh, also uh, uh, view the uh, online auction uh, It's a tremendous auction. We've got vacation trips. We've got a ton of sporting memorabilia that everybody loves, uh, restaurant gift certificates, uh, gift cards, you name it.
3: That's fantastic. We are talking to Tim Murch of the Buddy Fund. So how can people contribute outside of the auction? How can they reach you, and, and what sort of contributions are you looking for?
8: yeah we've got um, we'll take anything believe me but uh we've got uh anything um, uh any any generosity that everybody can can uh afford up to uh, our $20,000 presenting sponsors so uh with that uh what we do is we keep uh underserved, at-risk kids off the streets. And through these recipient organizations, they all have a common theme, which is uh, educating the kids, keeping them involved in school, getting them to graduate high school, and then uh, using sports as a life skills building program, uh, keeping them off the streets. And especially with what's going on in today's world, we can't do enough.
3: That's right. And we live in a great city, don't we, Tim? I mean, you have strong roots here, as do I. Uh, there's a great love for the city, but when there's love for the city, there's also honesty, and the honesty is that uh, we need to do more.
8: Yeah, we can't do enough is what I've coined uh, a little line in the Buddy Fund because all of our recipient organizations, they always ask for more than what we can provide, which is very unfortunate, which is why we we do what we do to raise as much as we can. And, and again, as I said, uh, doubling our purchasing power through our um, – three sporting goods providers.
3: So that's a great event, the Buddy Fund Golf Classic. But the Buddy Fund, while this golf tournament is sold out, is a year-round thing. As Tim Merch said, BuddyFund.org. It was started by the Hall of Fame broadcaster Buddy Blattner here at KMOX and with the St. Louis Hawks and Cardinals, and he did so much more through so many decades of broadcasting To impact the lives. How about this? They've impacted the lives of over 450,000 kids. Almost a half million kids throughout the St. Louis area. Helped by the Buddy Fund. Incredible. Buddyfund.org.
0: Thanks to all involved. Cardinal Baseball is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.